Okay, let's see how in sync we are. This okay. is the true test of our friendship. That's true. Okay. okay. So, uh, no. No. God, no. 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 Uh, I would look at some more pictures. Okay, let's see. He likes sundresses. Sundress advocate. He likes daddy, daddy issues. She's a psychologist. <laughs> Let's hang in my mom's basement and see what happens. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to say no to this guy. Fine. But you're missing out. Welcome back to Small Data. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, I'm Anna. So wait a second. Was that Tinder that we just heard? That was Tinder that you just heard. My friend Marina and I decided to put it to the test. So Tinder is a dating app that uses a person's location and pulls photos from their Facebook account to help them find a date. So the way that it works is the app shows you a bunch of potential matches. You swipe right if you like what you see and left if you don't. If two people have swiped right on each other, there's a match and you're given the option to start a chat or to keep playing. So I think the fascinating thing about these dating apps is the variety of ways the data is used. So like take for example eHarmony. What do you think of when I say eHarmony? I think of two people being set up by a friend who knows both of them well. And so that's like focus on quality of the connection or of the match. Right. And so go to the other side, uh, something like Grindr or Tinder. That's more like two people meeting at a club or a bar and making a quick judgment based on first impressions, which are usually based on physical appearance. So that's focused on sort of the quantity of connections or, or the ease of making a connection. They're taking massive amounts of data and ultimately providing an experience that can affect your life. And it's also interesting that despite how vastly different they are, both sides are trying to mimic real life encounters. Exactly. So there could be, you know, tons of data in the background somewhere doing something, but it all boils down to a few seconds of a real life experience where you're making a connection or you're not. I've been on Tinder for probably about a year now. This is Allison. Maybe a little bit longer. Originally, it just started as I'm single or think I'm going to soon be single. And I just wanted to see what was out there. And so it was very much so of a game, right? Like you're like swiping left, swiping right. Do you like me? Do you not like me? And you find out pretty fast that if you give it a little bit of time between when you first sign into the app and when you start swiping, the answer is almost always yes. So that, that it's always a little bit of a ego boost. Oh, Ooh, it's a match. It's okay. a match. So, he liked you too. So, so can now send what? A message, or I can keep playing. So, we should wait for him to send a message. Yeah, I okay, think so. so we keep, keep playing. playing. The hit rate is surprisingly low on these things, and I think that's probably because people are using it like a game in much the same way that I am. Now that I know what super like means, super like is a new Tinder feature that lets you know that somebody really likes you and would prefer not to leave things to chance. They want you to know that they like you before you make the decision to swipe left. Based on the amount of super likes I'm getting, I'm gonna take a while to guess and assume that it's pretty much meaningless. 
Although I'd like to think that these What's guys liked me more than So this know. is the match, I think. This is so. There's a little thing in the top well, right corner. High. That was a while ago. Let's see. Super liked you. Okay, so this is a match now. But so I'm he gonna... saw that you liked him back, and then he super liked you. Yeah, but okay. hasn't sent a message. No. What so. are you supposed to do with that? Absolutely nothing. I would say maybe only twenty percent ever reach out. And if you reach out to them, maybe maybe 30% get back to you. So, like, it's just a pretty brutal game of reaching out and not hearing anything back. So, you know what, I'm, what I think we're finding is that a lot of guys are swiping right on people. On you. And not just me. I'm sure this is like... But meanwhile, because think about it. We've only swiped right on a couple of guys, and it's... It's been a match with almost every single one of them. Well, so two of the guys I swiped right on were people who super liked me. So that was an automatic match. And this was one guy who did not super like me. But we were. We happened to be a match. So a lot I just of, feel like we're being a lot, a lot more selective than they are. And meanwhile, we keep getting matches. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, I've also had some, like, really funny stories from tinder so like one example recently was i matched with this guy and the conversation started out really interesting he was talking about how you know i was just like hey how are you tonight and he was talking about oh i'm gonna go rob a bank and then we just played out this sort of interesting skit through the app of like okay so you rob a bank i can be your partner in crime you know like what's what's my cut of the deal and we're negotiating on you know do I get 50% or 40% and what my responsibilities are? It, it was just like a cute little skit. And this went on for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes of texting. And then, you know, I finally said, so, like, shall we meet, shall we meet for coffee or drinks in person to hash out the details of this heist? And he just disappeared and never talked to me again. So I think it's kind of interesting because it's like clearly he's investing some degree of time to have this conversation but when it came to actually meeting in person, which from my perspective is the objective of these applications, he just sort of ghosted me out. The morning after my Tinder experiment with Marina, I woke up to a message from a guy I'd matched with the night before. Single white male looking for experienced getaway driver for heist. Must love dogs. I responded asking what sort of heist we'll be going on and never heard back. I go into it exclusively when I'm drunk and bored. So not very often, but it is funny because Tinder is just so like prevalent now that compared to some of the other dating apps that are out there, there's just so many people that you like get and you're just like, I would never, ever, ever go on a date with this person. So the swiping rate is it's just, I mean, it's sort of interesting, right? Because it's mostly like, no, 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 no. Oh, he's sort of cute. Maybe yes. Okay, it's a match. Never do I chat. I just go back to keep playing. So I don't know what like type of like weird social game is going on in my head that I still do this, but I don't realistically expect that any of my Tinder connections will turn to a date anytime soon. We can keep swiping for as long as we don't fall asleep. That's a good point. And it doesn't end. So you have to wonder, are all these people looking for serious relationships or no? I'm gonna go That's with a good no. Question. I'm gonna go with no. 
so I don't think Spencer. This is interesting. Spencer's really attractive. He's also in a relationship. Spencer is in a relationship. He is. What is this? So he has a bunch of emoticons. Look sure at this. What they mean. Wait. Let's just calmly work our way through <laughs> these delightful emoticons. So it's okay, couple. So it's a couple plus another plus girl, girl, comma. Couple, comma, plus two girls. two girls. So Spencer is being right up front about what he's looking for. He's explaining it by way of emoticon, but at the same time, he's being very upfront. So uh, he was he's attractive in his first. I'm gonna have to go with the assumption that Spencer's girlfriend knows that he's on Tinder and is totally up for him finding another girl to add to their mix. Match, eHarmony, Tinder, uh, Hinge, OkCupid, okay, uh, Plenty of Fish. I think that's about everything. So I probably literally tried every single dating application out there. This is Mike. I joined eHarmony about six years ago, I'd say. Uh, maybe actually maybe seven years ago now eHarmony commercials talked about how they had a way of matching up more towards um, like finding good matches for relationships it takes so long to do your profile I remember sitting there and just going through on my computer and watching these things load and answering all these questions and it took me about three hours to actually set up my profile and that's sitting there consistently answering questions and filling it out. This was not like stopping or taking breaks. It was like three solid hours of straight answering questions. And that to me just kind of, it was one of those things where I was like, hmm, okay, so if someone's willing to sit here for three hours and answer all these questions just to fill out their profile, then at least it probably, they're leaning more towards a serious relationship as opposed to just kind of hooking up. Kind of like Fred here, who yeah. likes to Left at the gym, play basketball, hang out with friends, road trips, movies, and eating. going out to eat. Can I just say that none of his like activities sound interesting or, or sound like something that you would do with a girlfriend? They all sound like things you would do with friends. I wish that there was a feature on Tinder to just specify if you're looking for a hookup or if you're looking for a serious thing. Like that would be the best thing for me. Notice that as we you know swipe through a bunch of these guys, a lot of them are younger. I can only assume that a lot of them are looking for um, kind of casual things, whereas I would be looking for a serious thing and I would hate to waste my time on all of these people that don't feel the same way, you know what I mean? Basically, whatever their al algorithm was, it was geared solely for relationships. So they could pick one person and another person and um, judging from their personality profiles and what their interests are, that they could kind of measure a way that they could pair you up with someone. And then there was only one girl out of the entire six or seven years that I ended up having a relationship with, a real relationship with from eHarmony. And that relationship lasted about three, three and a half years. The interesting thing about when eHarmony set me up with this particular girl was the first night that we actually went out, I was just thinking to myself, I mean, she was attractive, right? But I was just thinking to myself that this was one of the worst dates I've ever been on. It's not that I don't think that the sites can't match you up with, say, the love of your life, but I can't say also that they definitely can. I don't care what algorithm you're using, you can't measure chemistry. Mm -hmm.
I have gotten more involved in some other apps. So a new one is Bumble that's sort of blowing up. It's interesting because it changes the rules of Tinder a little bit. So it does have the same swiping left, right, and you both have to swipe right to be a match. But unlike Tinder, where either person can initiate the connection, on Bumble, the the woman has to initiate the connection. By initiate the connection, I mean like send a message first. And she has 24 hours to do it or else the connection disappears. So it's sort of interesting, even just the way that I myself engage in with this app, given the rules that are there. So it's like, you know, I go through and do my first cut swipe, right? And I say like, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And the yeses then go into this like pot, right? Where they each have 24 hours from the time the match is made for me to say something. And I never, ever reach out right away. I wait until I get a prompt from the app about two hours before the match is set to expire. And then I reevaluate, like, is this guy really cute? Or was it just me in like a desperate moment or with like a, a lapse in judgment? Oh, so guys, somebody messaged me just now. Okay. All right. So Who is it? Let's, so let's refresh our memory. is Nathan. Which one is he again? So he's this one that we, that you were just That was pretty in. quick. Yeah, that was pretty quick. So none of the other guys that I matched with have messaged me. Okay. And he was, I would definitely say the fastest to respond. Well, so. none of them have ever, or none, I guess he was just active, none of them. So should I answer or should I not? Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't answer if I should. Okay. Oh. Uh, hey, Nathan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're charting into uncharted waters, to say the least. Okay, so should I tell this guy that I am here for the purposes of a podcast? Because I don't want to lead him on, but I don't know what to ask him. <laughs> let's just wait to see what he says. Probably nothing. So let's see if he says anything. In the meantime, let's go back to playing. I think there is an evolution of these apps where they, they typically start... Like, if you think about, like, any technology adoption, right, like, it's usually, like, smart, pretty hip, like, pretty educated people who find out about this stuff first. And so I think that Tinder, when it first started, was probably a pretty good, like, high-quality network of people. And now it's just, like, it's anyone. I mean, it's and, like, I don't want to sound like a snob, but, like, you know, we could be in the same geographic area, but if you didn't graduate high school... And yet we still look at each other's pictures and like, you know, I may find you attractive, but it's just unlikely that you and I are going to make a long-term pairing. So here's a 26-year-old guy that clearly lives very close to me. And how do you know he lives close to you? It says he's two miles away from me. Okay. I like his bio. Have you seen anyone you know? No. God. And let's see, I only like two of his pictures. But I'm going to swipe, I'm going to say yes to him. Okay. Tinder also, unlike some of the other apps, doesn't necessarily force you to disclose or even like encourage you to disclose like what you do for a living or like your educational background. So it's just, it's super hit or miss if this person who you happen to be physically attracted to is in any way like matching with you on those dimensions. Bumble, I think is only going to be hot for like the next six months until the next hot thing comes out. And then Bumble will start, the quality on Bumble will start to decline as well.
So here's my question for you. If you were to start dating on the open market tomorrow, are you going to go to eHarmony or are you going to go to Tinder? I think, surprisingly, I'm going to go to Tinder. Wow. I know. That could change. You wouldn't have said that before this episode. No, and I don't think I would have even said that during the making of this episode. But at the end of the day, it seems like it's Tinder that is similar to day-to-day life than eHarmony because we encounter a bunch of people every day all the time. And chances are those people are not the people we're meant to be with. But at some point, some or all of us meet somebody that we are meant to be with. Yeah, you know, I think there's a parallel to data there. You know, a lot of people think that data just has all the answers, right? So you take this mountain of data and you can boil it down into this tiny little insight or this tiny little piece of truth. But, you know, a lot of the times I don't think that can happen. Um, A lot of the times you just have to follow the connections and you don't know where it'll lead you and you don't know if the answer's in there, but you keep following them and good things happen.